previously on Groovy Pals, we focused in on what pierogies are. This episode, we're going to share info about pierogi dinners in Canada, what they mean for the community, and our latest trip to a dinner. The theme song for the Pierogi Pals podcast is performed by the Ukrainian old-timers, the Pierogi Dance. You can check them out on iTunes now. Pierogies were brought to Canada by immigrants, especially in Manitoba, British Columbia, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Ontario, where there are large populations of people with Ukrainian and Polish backgrounds. At first, pierogies were consumed at family dinners and at ethnic restaurants, but after the Second World War became a staple at fundraisers at ethnic churches. By the 1960s, pierogies were more popular in grocery stores. As a testament to Canada's love of pierogies, in 1993, the village of Glendon, Alberta erected a roadside tribute to pierogies with a 25-foot, that's 7.6 meters for you keeping track in Canada, fiberglass pierogi, complete with a fork. Canada has the second largest pierogi market in the world. We're second to the United States. We really like our pierogies, so it only made sense for churches to start selling them as fundraisers. After the Second World War, Church communities came together to pinch pierogies and grill sausages for monthly fundraisers. However, nowadays, most dinners are more about community building than making money, as the dinners usually only break even. At St. Andrew's Ukrainian Orthodox Church, a dinner we have yet to visit, 40 people get together every month to pinch pierogies, and 25 volunteers run the actual event. Each dinner, they usually see around 300 people and make 3,000 pierogies a month. There's a lot of pierogies. Mm-hmm. I could probably eat them in like one sitting, though. Probably. They also prepare and serve rice pudding, so we better make that our next stop. I know you like your rice pudding. All the pierogi dinners around Edmonton seem to be on different evenings of the month. I wonder if they coordinate that. There's like a secret pierogi baba network in the shadows of Edmonton. A lot of them happen on Fridays. But this week, we went to a less traditional dinner at the St. John's Institute on White Ave. They're not a church, but a residence, so the pierogi eaters also included people who live there. They host their dinners on the second and fourth Tuesday of every month, so people who avoid eating meat on Fridays for cultural or religious reasons can still eat sausage when they come to their dinners. The St. John's Institute has been having pierogi dinners since 2011, when they started their new mandate to engage the community. They do not make the pierogies on site, but get them from a local supplier. And since they have a regular dinner service every day, they don't use volunteers to make their food, just their regular paid staff. On our way there, the traffic across the bridge almost made us turn back. But the bridge is only one way, and I don't think you're allowed to pull U-turns on two-way bridges anyways, so we kept on going. We finally made it to St. John's Institute and found a place to park. The institute is a residence, as I said before, but it has a group of diverse people living there. Since it's so close to the University of Alberta, a lot of the people living there are students. We paid at the table at the front door and went down to the cafeteria with our ticket. The dinner costs $12.50 per adult and includes tea, coffee, or water, eight pierogies, potatoes, sausage, sauerkraut, coleslaw, and dessert. The dinner's run from 5 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. We decided to go right after I got home from work around 5 p.m. because I get really hungry. Mm. 
The food was good. The flavors were not very intense, so it's kind of difficult to really describe why the food tasted so good, but it did. I think it was the food was better than the last place we went. What was that place called again? That would be the Ukrainian Orthodox Cathedral of St. John the Baptist. Say that ten times fast. Right, that place. The food was better at this place, but I think the uh, the entertainment and the our fellow pierogi eaters were maybe a little bit more exciting at the other place. Anyways, at St. John's Institute, the coleslaw was probably the worst part. It was, I think that's probably largely because I don't like coleslaw, but this coleslaw was quite soggy and I think overdressed. The sausage was probably the second worst part. It wasn't bad, it just wasn't like particularly good. It tasted like something you could get at a grocery store. If I got it at a grocery store, I'd be perfectly satisfied with it. But at a pierogi dinner, you'd expect a little bit more. I, for one, was satisfied with it for that reason. Nothing like going to the store, getting a garlic sausage ring, a.k.a. kubasa, and some cheese and crackers, and just creating your own Lunchables. Remember Lunchables? Of course you do. But I digress. Um, my parents are doctors, so we weren't actually allowed to have Lunchables when I grew up. So I don't really remember ever tasting them. Well, they had a lot of sodium in them. Moving on. (laughs) The sauerkraut wasn't sour. I think that's why I liked it. It's hard to describe, again, like all the flavors there. Um, It was kind of salty, but really good. It was like fried and warm with, or probably fried in oil. I quite liked it, but again, it's hard to describe the taste at this place. Yeah, that wasn't sauerkraut in my opinion. I shall call it Tasty Cabbage Thing, because, yeah, that just wasn't what it was. Closer to sauerkraut than coleslaw, but no, no, that wasn't sauerkraut. The pierogies were similar to the sauerkraut, at least in my opinion. I really liked them, but they lacked like a lot of strong flavor, so I'm not entirely sure why I loved them so much. They were very greasy, so that could have been part of the reason why I quite enjoyed them. And they were served with fried onions and bacon on top. So, you know, that helped too. (laughs) I think they must have used a sharper cheddar than the other place and more of it. You could actually see yellow chunks in the pierogies. They were quite good. I could have eaten a bowl just of the fried onions and bacon and I would have been happy. The cheddar and potato pierogies were just icing on the cake. Speaking of icing on the cake, that's what we had for dessert. Yeah, the dessert was okay. I don't think it was homemade, but it was fine. Yeah, it wasn't all that memorable either because I couldn't even remember that it was a cupcake and not an actual cake. But, you know, it it had icing, and icing is my best friend, other than Kirsten, of course. (laughs) As we said earlier, the crowd was a little bit different. There was a large group of young people, probably students, and then there were some families around. It wasn't quite as exciting as last time. The people we sat with were nice, and we had interesting conversations with them. Yeah, definitely interesting. But not as funny as last time. The one guy we sat with, he's doing his PhD in rehab therapy at the University of Alberta, and he's studying the use of virtual reality to help students deal with anxiety, and that sounded cool. Mm -hmm. But he was also from Calgary and was like... He was from Calgary? (laughs) You couldn't tell because he only said it 17,000 times during the conversation. He was quite into Calgary. 
He made comparisons such as Calgary's got the mayor, Edmonton's got the mall. I'm not sure if that's supposed to mean Calgary's mayor is not as good as our mall or... Or they're equal and Mayor Nenshi has three levels and like a water slide and theme park inside of him. Maybe. I mean, I've never seen the insides of Mayor Nenshi. It's possible, I guess. Either way, I think that Avison and Nenshi should just rule the world together in a coalition. Yes. But hopefully at our next pierogi dinner, we have a little bit more of an exciting crowd to tell you about. Yes. We're still kind of feeling out how we're starting and stopping our podcasts, but it seemed to be a hit the last time Derek told a joke at the end of a podcast. People like jokes. Even though it wasn't requested at the dinner, I would request a joke from you now. All right. Well, because I know so many jokes and I'm just such a funny person, this joke is called Ukrainian pierogies because I'm terrible at coming up with names of jokes. So... An elderly Ukrainian man is lying in his deathbed while suffering the agonies... Why are all your jokes about death? Because they're funnier this way. Okay, anyway, sorry. Start again. All right. So, elderly Ukrainian man dying in his bed. While suffering the agonies of impending death, he suddenly smelled the aroma of his favorite Ukrainian pierogies wafting up the stairs. He gathered his remaining strength and lifted himself from the bed. Leaning against the wall, he slowly made his way out of the bedroom, and with even greater effort, gripping the railing with both hands, he crawled downstairs. With labored breath, he leaned against the doorframe, gazing into the kitchen, where if not for death's agony, he would have thought himself already in heaven, for there, spread out upon wax paper on the kitchen table were literally hundreds of his favorite pierogies. Was it heaven, or was it one final act of heroic love from his devoted Ukrainian wife of 60 years, seeing to it that he left this world a happy man? Mustering one great final effort, he threw himself towards the table, landing on his knees in a crumpled posture. His parched lips parted, the wondrous taste of the pierogies was already in his mouth, seemingly bringing him back to life. The aged and withered hand trembled on its way to the pierogies at the edge of the table when it was suddenly smacked with a wooden spoon by his wife. Back off, she said. They're for the funeral. La, 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 la.